This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Ever since news hit that Elon Musk had taken a stake in Twitter, the updates and plot twists haven't stopped. After acquiring a 9.2% stake in the social media giant, the Tesla and SpaceX CEO then offered to buy the entire company. This has led to mixed and often intense reactions. So where do things stand now and what could come next? And why is Musk so interested in Twitter anyway? I'm Abrar Alhiti and this is your Daily Charge. I'm filling in for Roger today and I'm joined by CNET reporter Queenie Wong. Welcome, Queenie. Thank you for having me. It has been quite the roller coaster watching Twitter and Elon Musk dish it out. It really has. And this situation kind of seems to change on a daily basis. So what's the latest on where things stand? So Twitter has said that they're currently evaluating Musk's offer. Um, they've bought themselves more time by essentially making it more expensive to acquire the company by buying up you know, more than 15% of a stake in Twitter. This is what is known as the poison pill defense. And there's reports that there's another bidder, Toma Bravo, which is a private equity company that's also interested in purchasing Twitter. Elon Musk is always been a wild card. So who knows what this man will do next? Is the general sense that this poison pill will actually stop a takeover? So it makes it harder, but it doesn't make it impossible to take over the company. I mean, Elon Musk is the world's richest man as the last time I checked. I think he's worth like 260 something billion dollars. It's really rare for somebody to go over that 15% um, threshold. And basically what happens when you, if a bidder goes over 15% is that there's additional shares that shareholders can buy at a discounted um, price. And so it just makes it more expensive for somebody to acquire more than a 15% stake in Twitter and it dilutes their, their, their stake in the company as well. And so you have to remember, even though like understanding the stock structure of a company is really wonky. It is very important because when you buy stock in a company, it gives you certain voting rights um, that influences sort of the future of a company like Twitter. So what could Elon Musk taking over Twitter mean for both users and shareholders? It definitely puts more pressure on Twitter to make certain changes, or that's what it could do because um, that's kind of the downside of having a public company that uh, oftentimes people in a company are, they feel very pressured to make certain changes because of the short-term outlook of investors or shareholders. And so Elon Musk has floated a couple of ideas. He's asked, you know, do you guys want an edit button? Um, Twitter has said that they've been working on that for I think more than a year. And so it's not because of a, a poll that Elon had. Um, he's talked about cracking down on 
spam bots that push cryptocurrency scams, maybe revamping um, Twitter Blue, which is their subscription service that allows you to read ad-free articles um, if you pay. I think it's like $3 a month. There's a monthly fee. Um, so it might push the business model of the company to move towards more subscription than ads. Um, although he deleted that tweet. So I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if he's still uh, a supporter of that move. Um, and then he's tweeted some weird ideas like Twitter headquarters should be, should it be converted to a homeless shelter? He deleted that. So it's hard to say with Elon Musk, like what exactly he does want. Um, but one thing that he's been pushing for is sort of safeguarding this idea of free speech. And so he might also put some more pressure in terms of how Twitter moderates its content. He seems really adamant about this, about this takeover. So one of the things that he said was that if it doesn't go through, he'll reconsider his, his spot as, as a shareholder. So why does he want full control of Twitter? Before the takeover attempt happened, he tweeted out this poll that says, you know, do you feel like Twitter adheres to the principle of free speech? And keep in mind that Twitter is a private company, so the First Amendment doesn't apply to them. Um, but they've made some really um, controversial moves, such as booting former president, U.S. President Donald Trump from the platform. Um, and so he feels like on a sort of moral obligation that he he said in a TED talk that it's not about the economics. It's about this idea that people should be able to say things other people disagree with. You know, that's kind of how he sort of defined it. I would say that people say things all the time on Twitter, <laughs> people disagree with, and it's still on the platform just because the the social network is very uh, inconsistent in how it moderates its content. And we've heard a lot of criticism about this potential takeover, but not everybody is against the idea. So, what are proponents of the takeover saying about this? The Elon fans. Twitter has gone through a lot of drama just because it is a public company. And so proponents of taking it private think that maybe this would be in the best interest of the company because then they wouldn't have to like, like the, in the time that I've covered Twitter, um, a CEO has been ousted. Jack Dorsey has returned. He's left. There's been layoffs at one point. I think there was a rumor that Salesforce or Disney would buy Twitter, um, the list kind of goes on and on. Like an activist investor was upset that Dorsey had two jobs. Elon Musk now wants to buy Twitter. There's just so much drama that's been happening within the company. And a part of it, um, people think it's because it's a public company and maybe taking it private would actually make it run a little bit better because they they wouldn't feel pressure to make all these changes because you know, investors want some something in the short term um, versus looking at the long term outlook of the company, which is something that a company like Meta doesn't have to deal with because of the way their stock is structured, where essentially someone like Mark Zuckerberg has the majority voting rights. 
Um, so whatever proposal you try to bring to the board, it never gets passed. Um, and so that's been a benefit for a company like Facebook because they don't have to deal with all these hostile takeover attempts and activist investors. So that's sort of the counter argument for actually taking a company like Twitter private. Obviously, this isn't the first instance of a very rich person trying to take over a company. So how does this compare to other instances of billionaires trying to buy major companies? And like, what is it about Musk that has people so heated about this topic? Musk definitely has a lot of fans and he also has a lot of people who just don't like him. He's he's very candid and frank on Twitter. And at one point, a Twitter employee also tweeted out that they felt like they couldn't say anything about how they felt about the potential acquisition, because once you say something, he has so many fans, um, they'll kind of go after you on Twitter, he's made certain comments that people think violate Twitter's rules. Um, at one point, I remember he said something like children are essentially immune from coronavirus, which is false. But then Twitter said that his tweet wasn't um, definitive enough to violate its rules. And so people, I think, are afraid that if Musk actually takes over the company, he's going to pressure employees to make certain changes like making content moderation more lax. It seems like he wants to make it more transparent as well. Um, But in sort of the ways that he talks about free speech, people see a future where there's content that's very offensive or harmful that is allowed to be online because of this principle of what Musk considers free speech. So what have Jack Dorsey and Twitter's current CEO, Parag Agarwal, said about all this? Parag has kept silent on Twitter, but he reportedly reportedly did tell employees that Twitter is evaluating the offer and they're going to do what's in the best interest of the shareholders Dorsey, it seems like he is actually in favor of taking the company private. Um, He's expected to leave the board sometime this year. So um, he hasn't said whether or not he's in favor of Elon Musk's proposal per se, but a lot of his tweets recently kind of hint or suggest that he's actually in favor of taking Twitter private again, and and for it to no longer be a public company. I know it's hard to predict any of this, but what do experts anticipate could happen next? Well, the answer might actually be in the lyrics of an Elvis Presley song. Um, Elon Musk actually tweeted, love me tender uh, with musical notes over the weekend. And people think that that is a hint. This is like how sort of, weird the whole situation is that this is a hint that Elon Musk is going, there's something called a tender offer. So basically he would offer to purchase shares from stockholders at a, a higher price, which might be the price that he's offering uh, the Twitter board. And that could actually put, that wouldn't get rid of this poison pill defense, but if there's enough like shareholder support publicly, 
um, that might put some more pressure on Twitter to get rid of the poison pill defense. So based on that tweet, love me tender, uh, there's, there's speculation that's, that's what's going to be his next move, but who knows? I mean, he, he changes his mind, it seems too. So it's hard to say what he's going to do next. We'll just have to stay tuned for the next Elon Musk Easter egg, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Queenie, thank you so much for joining us. You can check out our coverage on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from Roger by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Abar Alhiti. Thanks for listening. 